Welcome to Divorce Stories with attorney Dennis Vetrano, the show for people that want real answers to real divorce questions from a real divorce lawyer. And now here's your host, attorney Dennis Vetrano. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Divorce Stories. We're at episode number 23, and I'm your host, divorce attorney Dennis Vetrano. So let's get right into it. Today we're gonna we're gonna tackle a subject matter, something that I put out on my TikTok uh, page. And don't forget, there's a lot of useful information, Q and A, like topics that I see all the time that I'm putting out as like short videos on my TikTok. So don't hesitate to follow us on TikTok at at DRV Law. Uh, you'll find some really information, really interesting videos and information there. And this comes directly from that. This question today: Does a cheating spouse spouse get less in the event of a divorce? Well, here's the answer. Here's the simple answer that I gave on TikTok. No, they don't. But let's analyze that in a little greater detail. A cheating spouse, if somebody cheats on you, what is that? I mean, technically, I think it's still on the books in New York State as a crime, uh, infidelity. But here's the thing. What, What exactly is that in the divorce realm, in the divorce world? What it is, is technically fault. You see, New York State used to be what we call a fault state, which meant you'd have to prove grounds. So it would be something like, my spouse abandoned me. Everybody's heard of that one. Or infidelity. My wife cheated on me or my husband cheated on me. Or uh, constructive abandonment. My husband refuses to have sex with me. Um, All of these things are fault. They're bases to dissolve the marital relationship. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, New York, as many know, as of honor about 2010, is a no-fault state. So now we have no-fault divorce. There's no real need to really allege or prove the ground of infidelity. But again, we get back to what it is. Cheating on your spouse is a fault. It's a ground for divorce. Now, years ago, historically, fault used to affect the division of assets or the award of support, but it doesn't any longer. And that's been the case for a long, long time. So really, what is infidelity? What is cheating on your spouse? It's really in the divorce world. It's a fault claim you could make, but it doesn't affect division of assets, split of your retirement plan, spousal support, child support, any of those things. So that's really what I answered on TikTok. No effect. You cheat on your spouse, you cheat on, cheat on your husband or wife, no effect on the division of assets, doesn't change the money, the finances in your divorce case. Okay, so many are saying, well, that's not fair. You know, a lot of the comments is, well, if you cheat, you should get nothing. Or, you know, that doesn't seem fair to me. Well, let me tell you how it does affect you in a divorce case. So let's just say you cheat on your husband or wife, okay? And now, as a result of that, you're having a split, okay? They say, I caught you cheating. That's it. It's over. I want a divorce. Okay, fine. Um, It's not going to directly impact the finances on the case, but how can it impact you? Well, now, I'm going to guess your spouse is pretty pissed off at you, right? Um, They don't really want anything to do with you, and, and they probably feel some sense of, being violated or being taken advantage of. That's usually the case. There's a swirl of emotions there when you cheat on your husband or wife and they find out about it. So now you're going into your divorce case in the worst 
possible emotional circumstances as it pertains to the other party, to the other spouse. Do you really want to go into a divorce case where your husband or wife thinks, oh man, I really got to get back at this SOB because he cheated on me and he, and he was having sex with his secretary or whatever the heck he was doing. Okay, so that's the first piece. That's, that's the, that is the absolute last way you want to delve into the divorce process. You want to, as, as if you've heard any of my podcasts before or any of the things I have out online or any of my TikTok, what I want to see you do is go into the divorce process with as little emotion involved with it as you can. And that's super, super hard to do. It's so much easier said than done. But if you go into the divorce process after you've cheated on your husband or wife, oh man, that can make it really difficult. Now think about the other piece of this. So let's set aside you're going into the divorce process, you're delving into it at the ground floor with a spouse that really feels like they need to get back at you because it cheated on them. But what about your kids? And I think it can affect you in two different ways. Um, If you've cheated on your husband or wife and your kids find out about it, sometimes they're not old enough to really know or tell the difference. But believe me, kids are much more perceptive than you think they are. So if they pick up, hey, you know, mommy did something or daddy did something and now mommy or the other spouse, mommy or daddy, is crying, is upset, is saying that, you know, that SOB, this guy, this bad guy, that, I mean, think about it. The kids see that, they pick up on it. Now they may say, oh, you hurt my mom, you hurt my dad, now, now I've got an ax to grind against you too. And I'm not saying it's necessarily fair or justified, And many times, I mean, let's put it this way. I don't think the kids should know about those adult sort issues. I don't think they should be brought into it or be involved in the process. But, I mean, even subconsciously, you know, you can only do so much to shield your kids from that sort of, those sorts of issues, that sort of subject matter conversation or emotions that, you know, sometimes your spouse just can't control. So you cheat on your wife and now she's crying and your kids are asking her, Mommy, why are you upset? Okay, I mean, think about how your kids are going to react to that. And even more, let's take it to the next level. Let's say the person you cheated on your husband or wife with is now your new paramour, your new girlfriend or boyfriend. And that person is now involved in your life. The kids may have this sense then of having to compete with this person for your attention, having to try to, you know... You know, fight for, forgive the expression, fight for more time with you when you're trying to spend time with this other person. And I hope that you don't. I hope that what you're doing is as you go through the divorce process, you're doing what I've always told all of my clients to do. Be mother or father of the year as best as you can. I mean, spend time with your kids. Be fully engaged. Do all the things you know you need to do to be the best possible parent. And when you're being distracted by a new girlfriend or boyfriend, that can have an effect. So think about it. Initially, remember what we started with. You cheated on your husband or wife. That's a fault ground. It's a ground for divorce. It's a basis to dissolve the marital relationship. You don't need it, but it's there. Doesn't really affect the finances, right? But think about it like this. If you get your spouse emotionally charged about this process and now your kids are upset about it, your spouse goes in you know, gunning for blood, really, in this divorce process, and now your kids are mad at you and or don't want to see you and or don't want to live with you. So it, so if that spouse, your husband or wife, now is a shoe-in for custody and the bulk of the time with your kids, what happens? You end up being the guy or gal that has to pay child support. 
Kids say, I want to be with mom or dad, the other spouse, the one you cheated on 70% of the time. Now you're on the hook for child support. So while all things being equal, it doesn't affect the finances of the case. When you cheat on your husband or wife, you get them and, and possibly your kids so emotionally charged against you that ultimately it can bite you in the rear financially as well. So I think the moral to the story is, and if anybody who knows me knows, I'm huge on marriages. I feel their work. I feel like you should commit yourself to it wholeheartedly. If you think you can't fix it, there's a problem, you need to split, fine. But you got to work at it and work really hard at it. Correct those problems before it ends up in some level of affair or split. But... If you know your marriage is doomed for failure and there's no turning back and there's no way to fix it, my advice, don't wait until you have an affair to address that problem. Either address it right away and fix it or address it right away and say, hey, I think it's time for an amicable split. Let's work this out so we can live as well as a split family as we did in our best times as an intact family. So if you know you're headed for Splitsville, don't cheat. Address it first because once you get those emotions charged of your husband or wife and your kids and then you're delving into the divorce process at the same time, worst possible scenario. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that topic. And again, this is based on a question that came directly from my TikTok. So don't hesitate to check that out and follow us on TikTok at DRV Law. And as always, if you have any questions you'd like to hear us answer on the podcast or even on my TikTok, don't hesitate to write them in on TikTok. I'll be more than happy to answer them. Or send your questions to divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. And look, if you think I'm in your area and I can help you with a particular case or you just want to have a free confidential consultation to get some questions answered, drvitranolaw.com, drvitranolaw.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you again next time.